Christmas isn't really about snow and lights and chimneys and presents. It's not about malls and movies and bells and sleighs. It's not about cards and carols and candy and cheer. Christmas is about a king. A king who became a baby and a baby who became a savior. Christmas is about a light that shatters the darkness and begins a new day. Christmas is about a gift, not a toy wrapped in paper, but a savior swaddled in a manger. Christmas is about a home, the savior leaving his so we could have one forever. Christmas is about the creator who entered into creation and shared in our humanity, but never our depravity. Christmas is about a cross because there's no heaven without Calvary and no Calvary without Bethlehem. Christmas is about Jesus. He's the reason for the season and every season and every day, hour, and moment. Christmas is about you. Because while it's true that Christ came into the world for you, don't forget that you came into the world for Christ. Well, a Merry Christmas to all of you, and I'm so glad you chose to come to Redeemer this afternoon to celebrate in the birth of our Savior, Jesus. There are people who celebrate Christmas in a lot of different ways, but how powerful it is to come into the house of the Lord, because as we come here to God's place, uh, this is where his word is spoken, this is where his gifts are given, and this is where we hear what the true meaning of Christmas is really all about. Now, there's lots of things that have been associated with Christmas, uh, lesser things, you might say, that sometimes get associated, like, well, whether we got all our presents bought or whether the food is properly prepared for tonight or maybe sending out cards, uh, maybe making travel arrangements, even things that are out of our control we associate with Christmas. Is it going to be a white Christmas? Well, Sunday I was going to say no. Then Monday came, and I was going to say yes. And then Thursday, my daughter Julie and I were having a debate. I said, I think it's going to hang on. She goes, it's not going to hang on, Dad. I said, I think it is. I'm claiming a white Christmas. There is a four-foot-by-four-foot-by-two-foot snowbank in the church parking lot, and you're welcome to take a snowball on the way home if you'd like. It's, but, you know, whether it's a white Christmas or, or a brown Christmas or a green Christmas, I guess I'd like to share with you the important things of what Christmas really is about, what God tells us the true meaning of Christmas is. And not just for our information, but how we can talk about how that makes such an impact and changes our lives and how it brings us eternal joy. And so to start off, Christmas really is about a king. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. You see that Christmas narrative recorded by St. Luke talks about, it begins with talking about a Roman king, King Caesar Augustus, who issued an executive order that he might take a census. And because he did that, that made it so that Joseph had to travel to his hometown of Bethlehem, where our Savior would be born. But we all know that that's not the king who's the central focus of the Christmas story. The Christmas story is not about a Roman king. It's about another king. It's about our God who calls himself the king of kings and the Lord of lords. It's our God who reigns over the Roman king of that day. It's our God who is supreme over the kings of this day and the presidents of this day and the dictators of this time. 
You see, it was really the king of kings who planned out that his son would be born because you see at just the right time, it wasn't Caesar who sent Jesus. It was God who sent his son. He sent him to be born under the law to redeem those of us, all of us, who could not keep the laws of our God. And Christmas time is a time to celebrate this king, that Jesus Christ, being God, is also the king of kings and lord of lords, that, that Jesus is bigger than the kings of this earth, that Jesus is bigger than the political kingdoms that are so often warring against each other and even factions that divide households, that Jesus is bigger than the dictators and the wars that are taking place in this place, in this earth, during this sinful time. Jesus Christ comes to be our king of kings. And he comes to us as a baby. And it says there in Luke, he continues, they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. What's so special about a baby? Well, babies are precious, aren't they? Everybody feels the preciousness of babies, yet there are so many babies. I'm going to give you a number here. The number we have is 385,000. Now, the time right now is 336. In the next eight hours and 24 minutes, when the, strike, when the hand strikes midnight, there will be 385,000 babies who have been born today worldwide. And yet, what makes this one baby that was born in Bethlehem so much different and special than the multitudes of children that were born at that time? And that's because we know, well, this baby was born of the Virgin Mary. That this baby was conceived by the Holy Spirit of our God. That this baby was different because he was sinless and he was holy. He was fully human like you and me, but he was different than us because he was God himself, and he was set apart for a purpose. He was given to us by God that we might receive him as a special Christmas gift. And Christmas is all about a gift, not a toy wrapped in wrapping paper, but in his son who is swaddled in the manger there in Luke 2.12, it says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Swaddling cloths. When my kids were first born, I learned firsthand from the nurses how to swaddle them. Dads, if you're new to this, all you have to think of is a baseball diamond, right? Put that blanket in a baseball diamond, you put their head on second base. You go second to first, you go third to first, you go home plate to first, and you tuck them in, they can't move. You got them swaddled. Some say that even that swaddling kind of reminds them of the womb and makes them feel at peace and comfort. But here we see that our Savior was swaddled. Now, I can't help but think that that reminds me that the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who, who could do whatever he wants, who could travel throughout the universe whenever he wants, who is never restrained by time and space, allowed himself to be swaddled that he allowed himself to be restrained, 
That throughout his life, he restrained himself from exercising his power and glory daily, but that instead, he chose the path of humbling himself, becoming like one of us, placing his, his glory and power aside, other than just a few glimpses that we get in his miracles and signs. The Almighty God allowed himself to be restrained so that he could rescue you and me. I thought it was interesting to read that the Spartans of old, the Scythians of antiquity, their mothers reportedly never swaddled their babies because they wanted their limbs to be able to move freely to prepare them as future warriors. But here, swaddled in the cloth, lying in the manger, laid no Spartan, laid no Scythian baby being groomed for war. Here, swaddled in the cloth, laid the babe of Bethlehem, who was called the Prince of Peace, who came down to bring peace on earth and goodwill towards mankind. And that's because he came down from his heavenly home. Christmas is all about a home, a Savior who left his home so that we one day might have an eternal home. John says the word became flesh and he made his dwelling among us. Those of you who are members at Redeemer, you might know that this December we set forth to write an Advent devotional. And one of the devotionals I wrote was this idea that the word became flesh. I called it, your tent is too close. And how when I go camping, I like to set my tent up away from people. How when I go ice fishing, I like to set my ice shack up away from people. And yet the God of the universe placed his tent right next to us. He made his dwelling among us, literally reads, he set up his tent near us. What a beautiful message that is, that God is close. I don't know what you're going through this December, this Christmas, but know that the God of the universe is close to you. That God sent his son Jesus to be close to those who are brokenhearted. To be close to those who are poor in spirit to be close to those who are humbled in their hearts. This is the God who left his home that one day we might have an eternal home with him. In John 14, he says, I am going to my father's house, and if it were not so, I would have told you, but I am going there to prepare a room for you. And so Christmas is about a home, a Savior who left his home so that we might have our own home eternally. And Christmas is about a creator who left his creation and entered into it. The creator enters into his creation and shares in our humanity, but never shared in our depravity. That's why Hebrews can say, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way we have, yet he was without sin. I think that's a powerful message to know that we have a God who gets us. In fact, there's an advertising campaign I've seen out over the last several months by, I believe, a Christian organization that just as their mission statement wants people to know the Jesus of the Bible. And it's called He Gets Us. Because it reminds people that the things they're going through in their lives were potentially and sometimes very possibly and even shown in the Bible as things Jesus went through. Take a look.
They're short messages, but they get to the heart of it, don't they? Jesus gets us because he was one of us. He shared in our humanity. He understands your aches, your pains, your stresses, yet he never succumbed to the depravity of our lives, our sinfulness, our corruption, our wickedness, because he was the perfect sinless son of God. And he came with a mission, which is to remind us that Christmas is not only just about Bethlehem, but it's that at Bethlehem, Christ is preparing for Calvary. That it's there at Calvary where Jesus would die for our sins, for our wickedness, for our depravity, as I mentioned, and that there would be no Calvary without Bethlehem where our Savior is born. And because Jesus was born for us on Christmas night, he comes to die for our sins, to rise again. And yes, he is the reason for this season, but he's the reason for every season in our lives. He's the reason for every time frame and everything that's going on. And so in short, Christmas is all about Jesus. But as our opening video reminded us, even though Christmas is about Jesus... As you leave here tonight, I don't want you to forget that Christmas is also about you. Because it's because Jesus loved you so much that he came into this world. And it's because of that that we can go forth as his people and have the opportunities to go out and to live our lives for Christ as well. And so as you leave here tonight, we take with us the true meaning of Christmas, that it's about the King of Kings, who was born as a baby, swaddled in the manger, given to you as a gift, who would travel to Calvary and pay for our sins, who would prepare a home for us in eternity. That is the meaning of what we celebrate tonight. And so Merry Christmas to you once again as you consider and ponder this true meaning of our Savior's birth. Amen. <laughs>